Welcome to Emmanuel Episcopal Church in Rockford, Illinois. Wherever you are in the world, we are so happy that you have decided to join us this morning. Just a couple of announcements. We're having a drive-through food drive on February 13th and hope to be giving out at least 800 boxes of food to people in the area that are in need. If you would like to volunteer, please email the office or call me and I will be sure to get you on the list. Also, our book group meets February 16th, and the book this month is The Invention of Wings by Sue Monk Kidd. I hope that you will be able to join any or all of these activities that are listed in your bulletin. So let us now center ourselves before we begin the worship of our Lord. O Lord, open our lips, and our mouth shall proclaim your praise. You laid the foundations of the earth and the heavens are the work of your hands. Blessed are you, sovereign God, creator of heaven and earth. To you be praise and glory forever. As your living word, eternal in heaven, assume the frailty of our mortal flesh. May the light of your love be born in us to fill our hearts with joy as we sing. Blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Blessed be God forever. The night is past and the day lies open before us. Let us pray with one heart and mind as we rejoice in the gift of this new day. So may the light of your presence, O God, set our hearts on fire with love for you, now and forever. Amen. Dear friends in Christ, here in the presence of Almighty God, let us kneel in silence with penitent and obedient hearts and confess our sins that we may obtain forgiveness by his infinite goodness and mercy. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways, to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on you, forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ. Strengthen you in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life. Amen. Lord, open our lips and our mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Our psalm this morning is Psalm 111. Hallelujah. I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart in the assembly of the upright in the congregation. Great are the deeds of the Lord. They, who, they are studied by all who delight in them. His work is full of majesty and splendor. His righteousness endures forever. 
He makes his marvelous works to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion. He gives food to those who fear him. He is ever mindful of his covenant. He has shown his people the power of his works in giving them the lands of the nations. The works of his hands are faithfulness and justice. All his commandments are sure. They stand fast forever and ever because they are done in truth and equity. He sent redemption to his people. He commanded his covenant forever. Holy and awesome is his name. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Those who act accordingly have a good understanding. His praise endures forever. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. A reading from Deuteronomy. Moses said, The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among your own people. You shall heed such a prophet. This is what you requested of the Lord your God at Horeb on the day of the assembly when you said, If I hear the voice of the Lord my God any more, or ever again see this great fire, I will die. Then the Lord replied to me, They are right in what they have said. I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their own people. I will put my words in the mouth of the prophet, who shall speak to them everything that I command. Anyone who does not heed the words that the prophet shall speak in my name, I myself will hold accountable. But any prophet who speaks in the name of other gods or who presumes to speak in my name a word that I have not commanded the prophet to speak, that prophet shall die. Here ends the lesson. A reading from Corinthians. Now concerning food sacrifice to idols, we know that all of us possess knowledge. Knowledge puffs up, but love builds up. 
Anyone who claims to know something does not yet have the necessary knowledge, but anyone who loves God is known by him. Hence, as to the eating of food offered to idols, we know that no idol in the world really exists, and that there is no God but one. Indeed, even though there may be so-called gods in heaven or on earth, as in fact there are many gods and many lords, yet for us there is one God, the Father, from whom all things and for whom we exist. And one Lord Jesus Christ, through whom are all things and through whom we exist. It is not everyone, however, who has this knowledge, since some have become so accustomed to idols until now they still think of the food they eat as food offered to an idol, and their conscience, being weak, is defiled. Food will not bring us close to God. We are no worse off if we do not eat, and no better off if we do. But take care that this liberty of yours does not somehow become a stumbling block to the weak. For if others see you who possess knowledge eating in the temple of an idol, might they not, since their conscience is weak, be encouraged to the point of eating food sacrificed to idols? So by your knowledge, these weak believers for whom Christ died are destroyed. But when you thus sin against members of your family and wound their conscience when it is weak, you sin against Christ. Therefore, if food is a cause of their falling, I will never eat meat, so that I may not cause one of them to fall. Here ends the lesson.
Gracious Lord, thyself impart Light of light from God proceeding Open thou our ears and heart Help us by thy Spirit's pleading Hear the cry thy church of praises Hear and bless our prayers and praises. This is a reading from the Gospel of Mark. Jesus and his disciples went to Capernaum, and when the Sabbath came, he entered the synagogue and taught. They were astounded at his teaching for he taught them as one having authority, and not as the scribes. Just then there was in the synagogue a man with an unclean spirit. He cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be silent and come out of him. And the unclean spirit, convulsing him and crying with a loud voice, came out of him. They were all amazed, and they kept on asking one another, What is this? A new teaching with authority. He commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. At once his fame began to spread throughout the surrounding region of Galilee. Here ends the lesson. Jesus returns in the Gospel of Mark again and again to Capernaum. That is his, as we would call, home base. It's where he goes to find refreshment, to meet with people, to have a meal, and most importantly, to attend the synagogue. And the story that we hear today about Jesus and the unclean spirit is the first miracle story in the Gospel of Mark. And it happens right away. And there are four such exorcism stories in this gospel. We know that in the gospel of John, it is wine, that Jesus, tur Jesus turns water into wine. Matthew and Luke focus on the healing that Jesus does and the calling of sinners to be his followers. If we think of the gospel of Mark as a puzzle, and each week we have a little piece, or as we call it, a pericope. We find out more and more about Jesus and his life and teachings, just like a jigsaw puzzle as it's filled in with the pieces fitting together. So today Jesus goes into the temple, and it would not be uncommon for the person that was leading the worship that day to have someone read, someone that had some knowledge of the scriptures. So Jesus standing up and reading is not unusual. But the unclean spirit obviously is. The people, when he reads, are filled with awe and amazement at his authority. And then when the unclean spirit comes and Jesus cleanses the man, that too causes the people to be amazed because they know that the scribes are unable to do those things. And that, of course, upsets the scribes because they're used to being the ones in charge. But going back to the miracle story of the man 
possessed by the demon. In our 21st century world, we look askance at miracles. We always want to be able to explain them away. It didn't really happen that way. There wasn't a miracle that the car didn't go off the bridge. It was just luck. The tailpipe caught on the side of the bridge and it didn't tumble down below. The disease was cured because, not because of a miracle, but because the doctors had tried all these drugs and finally one took a hold of the disease and cured the person who was so sick. We want to write miracles off because they are sometimes hard to believe. But if you are, have witnessed a miracle or been part of a miracle, you certainly know they are true. And Luke Timothy Johnson writes in his book about miracles that miracles do four things. They liberate the people from alien powers, like the man that was being t tossed around by the demon. They restore health and communion within the people. You see, in a small community, the life of the whole community was so important to everyone that to be cast out was sure and certain death for the person who was made to leave. Third, it showed compassion, and Jesus showed great compassion to the man that was standing in front of him. He didn't tell him to go away. He didn't ignore him. He healed him. He made him whole again. And finally, miracles, most importantly, manifest God's power in creation. All of these things put together tell us the story of who Jesus is and why he came to be. He came to be here among us all to understand what it meant to be human. But what I think about in this story most of all is the healing power of being heard, understood, and most importantly, to be touched. That healing power of presence is what Jesus brought into this story. It is a miracle that this poor soul who is being tossed around by this demon was brought within the healing power of Jesus and that Jesus stayed with him and was with him. He didn't promise him anything. He didn't say anything. It was the power of his presence that had the man exercised of whatever was troubling him. He brought him back into a right space, a right frame of mind. And we know through this pandemic how important the power of presence is. We know that we have longed for it. We know how much we've missed the touch of a hand, a hug from a friend. And that is exactly what the man was missing in this community. No one wanted to be around him. No one wanted to talk to him or touch him. He was unclean, and therefore, he was nothing in the eyes of the community, but not in the eyes of God. Miracles do happen. We see them all the time. We're in the middle of a miracle <clears throat> right now with how much vaccine is being manufactured by the companies, by the doctors and nurses and the EMTs who are willing to spend hours inoculating us. It's also by the people who have 
decided that they are going to not only wait for the vaccine and wait patiently, but also how they're going to think of ways that they can reach out into their community. People have learned to send pizzas down through windows to people below and not charge them. Children have collected money and toys for children that don't have as much as they do. And here at Emanuel, we will be giving out food to anyone who comes and waits in line. No questions asked, no names taken. These are the things that we have learned through this pandemic. The miracle is not, not only the healing, but it's the healing of our souls and the healing of our communities. The presence that we show one another through all of this. We know we have a long way to go. We know there are still people who are going to be suffering months down the road. But our presence here gives everyone a light of hope, gives everyone a, the idea that there is a possibility out there that is greater than themselves, that we exist for something more, and that more is to be in communion with each other, and most importantly, to be in communion with God and Christ. Amen. I can see it in their eyes. Empty people filled with care, headed who knows where. On they go through private pain, living hides the silent cries only Jesus hears people need the Lord people need the Lord at the end of Love. 
Let us now say together the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, the creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. In the name of Jesus of Nazareth, let us pray for all who need the cleansing power of the Holy One of God, for the church and all who teach the truth of God. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. For our parish family of Emmanuel, that we may have the grace to grow into our calling in worship, service, stewardship, and mission. For prophets in every land who rebuke the spirits of greed and violence, oppression and despair, for those burdened by anguish or illness, and for those who care for them with love and healing, especially Mary, Marianne, Owen, Nick, Rich, Sam, Patrick, Sean, Trish, and Dorothy. For married couples and all companions growing together in selfless love, especially Danny and Gail. For the faithful departed in the presence of God's holy power, 
especially Ellen, Larry, Kristen, Douglas, Jerry, and Jim. For ourselves and all those we love, especially those celebrating birthdays, Elliot and Kathy. God, our teacher, speaking with holy authority, liberating us from the forces of evil, hear the prayers we offer this day and give us courage as we proclaim your truth. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, you govern all things both in heaven and on earth. Mercifully hear the supplications of your people and in our time grant us your peace. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Thanks be to you, Lord Jesus Christ, for all the benefits you have given me, for all the pains and insults you have borne for me. Since I cannot now receive you sacramentally, I ask you to come spiritually into my heart. O oh, most merciful Redeemer, friend, and brother, may I know you more clearly, love you more dearly, and follow you more nearly, day by day. Amen. And now gathering up all of our intentions and prayers that we have had on our hearts and minds this service, let us pray as our Lord and Savior taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. May God, who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, bless us and fill us with peace. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with you all this day and forevermore. Amen. Yes. 
standard high, still marching firm Thank you.